the Human Behind the Chair podcast. In today's episode, we'll be getting to know a hairstylist of five years, a fashionista, and my friend Tara Kieran. We're going through her journey as she went through her parents' divorce in her early 20s, her change in career from being a assistant manager at Zara to a hairstylist at 27. I'm so excited for you guys to hear this episode, and don't forget to subscribe. Was, I lived in the same house in Beaconsfield till I was 27, I think I moved out. Oh shit, yeah, that's true, when you bought your condo. Yep, that's the first time I moved out, but I lived with my parents there growing up and it was... Is it the same house? Yeah, yeah. So when my dad saying. sold it recently, I was like, no! I didn't know he sold it recently. Yeah. So I lived there with my parents... Till I was 19 together and then with my dad till I moved out in my condo. Oh, so they, they like separated when they when you were a lot older, not mm-hmm. when you were young. Yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah. Were you able to process it a lot better because you're older or no? We're getting deep right away. Yeah. Just getting those rough questions. Yeah. Um, I think any age is difficult in the sense that if you're older, there's more available to you to suppress your emotions. And when you're younger, you don't know how to express your emotions. So, I mean, people will say it's easier at this age or that age. But when I was 19, you've got drugs, you've got alcohol, you have a bad group of friends or whatever at the time. So, It's kind of what you did. Yeah. You went through a little phase. Just a little. A little partying phase. Yeah. But I had, uh, listen, you always have a good group of people around you that you go back to and you get out of shit, you know? Yeah. So you grew up with your parents the whole time then. Mm-hmm. Was your dad the strict one or was your mom? I feel like it was your dad. But that's just... My like, dad was just that... He, he's intimidating he, a little. He would do the whole sitting on the chair when you walked in and just... Stare at Glare. You. <laughs> yeah, I feel like he stares at me, like, into my soul. No, but he wasn't... I wouldn't say he was like, super strict growing up. I think my mom was really strict and disciplined okay but she was also very open and you were able to go with her go like to her with anything so always with open arms she wasn't super you knew you were gonna get in shit when you told her something but like it it was an open conversation there was a lot that she didn't tell my dad let's just put it that way (laughs) i don't think your dad to this day i don't think he wants to know I tell him stuff now because I think when you're older, like you talk to your parents and you tell them like stupid shit you did and they tell you dumb shit that they did, but yeah. he didn't know while it was happening. So he's like, what? And I'm like, you can't ground me now. I have my own home now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and how was it like growing up with your brother? Interesting. Yeah? Yeah. He's an interesting person, I feel. Yeah. My brother how is- How would you describe uh, him? Well, growing up, he was uh, a little bit more on the difficult side. He wasn't an easy baby. He wasn't an easy toddler, and he was a difficult teenager. But, I mean, all this to say, my brother grew up ADD on Ritalin, but then was diagnosed later in life with antisocial personality disorder. What's that? So it's, like, very manipulative, very... Uh, impulsive, mm. 
I think any personality disorder is hard to deal with because there's not anything that you can necessarily take. Okay. So I think it was hard for my parents more than anything growing up because it's just not something that they were surrounded with, like mental health wise. Yeah. And I mean, to think back, this was like in the 90s. So yeah, there wasn't outlets the way that there are today. So everyone just thought like, oh, you're you're a bad mother or like you're not parenting properly. Yeah. So it was I think it was difficult in that sense. My brother is a beautiful human. He's very sweet, but there's there's differences to say the least. To say the least. Yeah, we're very different people. Do you were you do you find that you were close growing up or not really? When we were younger, yeah. Yeah. Like I mean, when I was born till like all throughout elementary school we were really close. But then like high school hit, substance abuse hit, groups of friends change and that's he when it kind of diffused a little bit I guess did you have a hard high school experience with my like brother being around or just in general just in general like how was that um seven and eight were interesting why I think it's when when girls test you when gossip rumors judgment happens and I'm Anyone who knows me knows I'm not a dramatic, girly girl no. person. So I think it was different for me in the sense that I, it's not an environment I was used to being in. Yeah. So seven and eight, I got with those weird group of girls starting to say, Tara said this, Tara said that, she did this, she's a slut, like all these words that I wasn't used to hearing growing up, so... I was very secluded in grade seven and eight. I, uh, I mean, obviously the bullying was a thing, but I'm grateful for the relationship I had with my mom because I knew when I went home that that was my safe place and I was able to tell her everything. I feel that. I feel like I got bullied a lot too. Yeah. Like, not so much when I was growing up in Vancouver, but more when I moved to Montreal mm -hmm. and there were less like minorities. So yeah. I wasn't used to being a minority. I don't think I fully knew what that was until I really moved here. I and think I, no one notices it until you're put in a room of, and it's nothing. It's just you're put in a room where you're a minority. I think you'll never know how uncomfortable it is till you experience yeah. it yourself, whether it's even if it's just a day or an evening. Yeah. And when I moved here, I experienced that and I got bullied a lot for like being the the Asian girl. You know? Yeah, because people will just peg you as that. I mean, I'm not going to say that I haven't said things like that in the past. It's, you know. It was, but um, same thing with you. I wasn't close to my mom, but I was close to my brothers. Mm -hmm. And it was nice going home and like, that was my kind of safe-ish space where I hung out with them. Yeah, and, and I think some people don't have that outlet. So that's what no. kind of makes me sad in a sense. Because it's not, like, I didn't have an easy time. Yeah. So I can only imagine people that have to deal with that and go home and are also dealing with that kind of environment, maybe with their parents or abuse or neglect. Like, I don't I don't know how people deal with that. Me neither. You know, it's... So grade 9, 10, 11, did you Was amazing. Of, you evolved as a person. Yeah. And you were like, fuck this. I, I just... 
I think it was a year that everything kind of changed. Like those girls that starts all those rumors were not considered like cool anymore. Like it just it changed. It's when like our whole grade changed, and I think like there was no popular ner- like nerd like I- I outcast in our grade starting at nine, ten, eleven. It wasn't like a thing anymore. Like I was in band, the jock was in band playing trumpet with me. The popular girls were doing the same thing. So it was very much like everyone was integrated in different groups. So I kind of love that. Bullying stopped in grade nine for us. I don't know. It was just, it was, it was a nice experience after that. It's just grade seven and eight where everyone's trying to prove themselves. It's interesting, you know? It's an awkward stage because you don't, you don't know who you are yet. I mean, I'm not saying you know who you are in grade nine. Like, I walked in grade nine thinking I was, like, fucking Avril Lavigne wearing a tie to school. So... I kind of wish... You, you need to show me a picture. That vibe was yes. interesting. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. I think it, I love fucking love Avril Lavigne. I also started dating someone in grade 11, so I was like... Oh, your first boyfriend? you guys. Yeah. Is that the one you lost your virginity to? I did. The, like, super... We're going there. Tell. Yeah. You're talking about some serious shit right now. Tell them what happened, because I fucking love the story. It was so cute. It was so cute. I need to just like shout out Scott Potter right now because like a lot of people in the West we, Side. We, we know love him. you. <laughs> we love you, Scott. Um, listen, we were in a high school. We it was like our first like love together, and we we both took each other's virginity, and it was like super sweet, like sober in a bedroom, his bedroom, really yours. romantic, like not not pushy or anything like he never pushed me to do anything and and we just experienced all of the physical side of love together and I think like having that first experience like both of us not knowing what we were doing or what to expect it was just really nice because I like I know some of my friends have had like nasty first experiences or drunk first experiences that they regret and like I cherish every moment that I had it was pretty cute. That's don't start cute. crying, tell. It's cute. I think I'm a hopeless <laughs> romantic. Let it happen. Did you guys like date for a long time? I think when he graduated and started Sejep, like he broke up with me, and it was like so emotional. It's your first. Why boyfriend. are girls so ugly when they first get broken up with? We're ugly. Like, all the bitch, time. don't do that. We're don't act like that. <laughs> We're ugly all the time. It's not when it's a breakup. It's all the time it's we're ugly. It's so funny. Like, you try to hang on to something that's letting go. It's like, don't. Just don't. I look back and I'm like, oh, man. Oh, man. Girl, why you do that? Why you, why you do that? Did you, like, cry? I think his brother drove me home. Like, his older brother. Shh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's dead. And I was crying. Like, why is this happening to me? <laughs> so. In the car. <laughs> But he was so sweet. Like, who does that? Whose brother does that? It was so cute. But I got home and my parents were there and I was like, Mom. (laughs) Scott broke out with me. I got dumped. The love of my life. You know, but it was, it was good. Did you You uh, start dating like right after? Did you like look for a relationship or you just kind of like... I'm I'm not the type of person that always like jumped 
into relationships right after. Okay. I, That's good. That's healthy. Yeah, I think... Oh, sorry. Vanessa's getting attacked by your cat. <laughs> <laughs> Distraction. Distraction. Sorry, my cat is attacking the best friend's hair. <laughs> yep. It's okay. We're cuddling now. It's cute. But um, yeah, I like to take my time in between and enjoy girls' nights and... It's kind of how you process the breakup. Yeah, I don't know. I just think it's important to find yourself again, you know? Get nasty with some other people. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Whatever. People say it's slutty, but listen, you do what you gotta do. There's nothing wrong with one night stands. Mm -mm. You know? You gotta... A girl got needs. A girl... To get those slutty years out of your system. (laughs) You know what? You got you got to experience it, and when you're 40 years old, you're not going to be like, I didn't get to experience my 20s and be one of those people who's 40 and, like, party and, like, No one start, wants to see that. You know? It happens, though. There's a lot mm-hmm. of women out there who, like, got into series like really early, didn't party, didn't do what they felt like they wanted to because yeah. they're in this, like, relationship or whatever. No, for and sure. And are 40 now, and it's like, I have three kids, and I want to be, you know... You know, a slut now. <laughs> I want to do shit. I mean, I'm not going to slut shame, but like at 40 years old, you know, that's when they regret a lot and then they start having resentment to their partner. Yeah, for sure. And that's a whole other conversation, that open conversation with your partner. Oh, gosh. You know? Tell them how you met your now boyfriend, Nick. My now boyfriend. Of how many years? Nine. Oh, damn. Nine. Yeah. That's a long time. Yeah. Um, We met, he was 19 and I was 23. Rocking the cradle. Yeah. Everyone's like, you rock the cradle. I was like, whatever, who cares? Um, I think only because the the number has a teen in it. Yeah. If he was 20 and you were, you know. No, yeah, it has a teen. (laughs) It's something that I was like freaking out about at the beginning. And like Vanessa can totally vouch for this because we were working at Zara at the time. Oh, yeah. And um, I remember, like, coming into work, and I was like, oh, I met this guy. Like, he's amazing. Like, I just can't get over his age. Like, is this bad? Should yeah. I be thinking about this? She was like, no, go for it. It's fine. Who cares? How'd you guys meet? We met at a restaurant. Huh? I was out for dinner with one of my best guy friends at the time. And he said, or he got a text saying, like, oh, can I come meet you for a drink? I'm just on my bike or whatever. So he's like, oh, do you mind if, if one of my guy friends just comes to meet us for a drink? And I was like, no, but, like, who the fuck's this guy? Like, just, like, why is he interrupting, like, our time? Like, I don't even know this person. Rude. <laughs> Rude. But then Nick walks in, motorcycle, helmet in hand, blue eyes, of course, dirty blonde hair, and I was like, damn. God damn. God damn. And it's just, it's so weird to say, like, we've spoken every day since meeting. It was like, there were no games, no, like, oh, I'm going to text her in three days. We just, like, saw each other all the time. So it was, like, super casual at the beginning, obviously, and um, then it turned into what it is today. When, When did you know, or how did you know that you were like, goddamn, I love this man. I think I'm going to be with him for a long time. Well, I actually told him that I loved him first, and it was something I 
had never done. That's really cute, though. I like before. That. He actually explains the story really well. Like I wish he was here to tell it because it's much more entertaining. You tell it. But you got we this. were we were in my bed and he was going to work out west. Like a couple days later, I don't even remember what was happening. Anyways, soon after that, and I started getting like like sweaty and like I was like I need to tell him like I want to tell him I love him and I was getting really fidgety and like I started sweating and he was like what the fuck is wrong with you and I was like I need to open the window you're nervous yeah I was so nervous and um I like went and opened the window and he was like what are you doing like you never you're always cold why are you opening the window like I was like I can't do it myself right now and I think I just like rolled over and whispered it in his ear and like told him I loved him and it was just like such a funny situation that he just started laughing because I he, he's he's he like you were clammy do. you had to open the window like you were fidgeting rolling around then you like just whispered in my ear <laughs> and he was like what so I think we laughed for like half an hour and he was like I love you too like it was it was just funny that's really we've had funny. a lot of those moments together it's fine I mean you met him pretty young though I feel and. From that age till now, how do you think your relationship has evolved, even communication-wise? We've been through a lot, Nick and I. Um, Nine years is a long time. Especially, we've, we've both had career changes. We've both... What was he doing before? He was in landscaping, but he started his business. Right. Um, I changed careers. I went back to school. I started hairdressing. And it's something, like, we've supported each other through all of these changes in our life so yes we've we've grown as people things have changed um but we've always kind of stuck together which i think is a good sign because you can grow apart or grow together yeah i love that yeah that's a really adorable yeah we always were you guys always really good at like communicating together what your needs were (laughs) (laughs) i i got a glare from vanessa in the corner no um i think communication is really yeah it's It's really difficult difficult because the way that you communicate is not necessarily the same way that your partner does and the way you receive information is not the same way that your partner receives information sensey people yeah i'm sensey we're just so everyone knows (laughs) tau and i are sagittarius's so we're a specific kind of breed you and i eh? yeah so we get I mean, I'm an emotional person. I'm if someone doesn't understand, like, what I'm trying to express, like, the the, the tone starts elevating, and then... My voice gets and louder. And Nick's like, why are you yelling? And I'm like, I'm, I'm not yelling! <laughs> me too. Just, you're not hearing me. Listen. You know? Linda, listen. Oh, oh, she went there. You're welcome, everyone. how is the communication now is it better or much better yeah yeah he knows i think we've expressed to each other what we need um it's yeah it's just it gets better with time i think you need to be patient with your partner also and i've noticed that when nick's upset or something's going on he needs a minute to walk away and go outside and have a cigarette or you can tell right away and you need to respect that yeah you know what i mean like you can't push someone's like natural kind of comfort into communicating the way that you want you need to kind of like 
both respect each other's boundaries, you know? Yeah. I love that. You know, there's like the five love languages. What do you think yours I is? I know. Okay, wait, what are they? Um, it was like Google? gift. There was like um, touch. There was like acts of love. There's um, the other two that I don't remember. Let me Google. We're Googling. I feel like one was words of affirmation. Yes. Am I saying that right? Yes. Stupid. <laughs> We're Googling. We're Googling. Get it. Do you know which one you are? Isn't there a quiz? There is. I feel like it's too long, though, when I get distracted. It's words of affirmation, acts of service, receiving gifts, quality time, and physical touch. Oh, man, (laughs) (laughs) We're so stupid. Okay. Which one do you think you are? Um... I'd probably say a mix of, like, physical touch and, like, words of affirmation. What do you think Nick is? He's definitely words of affirmation. What are the other ones? Uh, Acts of service, receiving gifts, quality time, and physical touch. What's acts of service? Like, um, he cleans your car for you. Yeah, I feel like he would love, like... He, you know, you come home and his dinner's made for you already. He's probably acts of service and words of affirmation because he he needs to like receive um like compliments, not like physical compliments, no. but like you're doing great, sweetie. Yeah, like or oh you like repaired that truck really good, you know? Like he but he wants that, you that's, know what I mean? Like but- that's so cute. Like, though. oh, I like your it. truck's so clean. Like cause he takes so much pride he in is. his tools trucks excavators all of these things and like he likes to hear like fuck that looks good you know your, your truck your truck clean your tr- <laughs> the back of your truck be looking fine you know like <laughs> that's just yeah i would definitely say work it just, oh oh here we go we're, lo- we're losing her we're, lo- we're losing her <laughs> oh my god that's so cute i feel like for me I feel like okay you're so you're definitely physical touch physical 100%. touch 100 and acts of service mm. yeah physical touch for sure i'm a sexual human being what can i say you are yeah and so are you mm. it's private <laughs> <laughs> so you changed your career at like what 20 26 25? When did I leave Zara? I don't even remember. That was a good day. That was a good day. 2013? Why? Did you not like working at Zara? I did, but it's like, it's just savage. Why? All the time. How long did you work there for? Uh, Five years. Oh, that's a long time. Honestly, like, I really liked it. There was teams that I worked with that were amazing. Staff that I worked with that were incredible. You're a manager, um, right? You're a manager? Yeah, I worked up to assistant manager. Um, I I definitely grew a lot there. I learned a lot about myself. Um, work ethic, definitely. Like, I, I wouldn't change anything for sure. But it just gets to a point where it's too much. And I was looking at some of my coworkers, and I was like, I don't want to do this when I'm 30. Like, I don't. I, like, I need to do something more, you know, and... 
You weren't as passionate. It wasn't your passion. It wasn't my passion. And I think you need to realize as a person too, if you're coming home all the time so negative and that's not pushing that on your significant other, like that's not that's not good. Yeah. That's not healthy. Um I'm lucky I, I I'm lucky that I'm with someone that is also very vocal in the sense that he said, like, Tara, like you're coming home every day and like you're being a bitch <laughs> oh shit. you know but like it takes it's good though he said it like it is and that's what it was but it's and i was like you're right like i'm not happy right now i'm coming home with schedules i'm coming home with problems i'm coming home with being overworked and, and stressed. stressed and it's like not okay to push that onto you so i was like i need to i need to make a change i need to do something and so i was still living at home so my couldn't. dad was like Listen, if you want to do a career change, it's now. Because if you move out, you're fucked. Yeah. Because there's bills and it's just a lot more stress. A hundred percent. And even my dad's girlfriend was like, this isn't a dress rehearsal for your next life. Like, you need to do things now. Yeah. So I made the change. How did I you just decide kinda... that hairdressing was? I've always loved it. Did I think it was going to be my career? No. But I'm... I feel like I'm a very artistic person and it's a way to express myself, a way to be with people. I have always liked interacting with people and it's just something I've grown to love. Do you find that your your love for it grows more and more every day? It does, but there's there's also a pressure. I find now in the industry there's such a pressure to be perfect. Right. And clients are expecting a lot. Because of Instagram, though, right? right? 100%. They but... see a video that's like 30 seconds of like black to platinum, and you're like, that didn't take 30 seconds. That took 10 hours. For sure. And I think I've learned to not let those things bother me, and I've rather taken that and been like, okay, so this is what the expectations are, and this is the pressure that I'm feeling right now, but how can I translate that into being realistic and just having a proper consultation with my client? You, why am like why am I getting upset when I can just educate? Yeah, you know. Did you find a hard time because you've been doing hair for a couple of years now? How many years? Five. Five. Oh damn. Oh damn. Five it's, years. Yeah, it's five, but it's like also not that long either. You know. Yeah, I feel that though. I'm like I'm going into my seventh year. That's crazy. Uh, I feel like it's been two. But I think like I, we've all evolved more in the past like two years because yeah. that's when like the growth everything's happened. been changing. Yeah. So you're kind of almost like pushed to be a better hairdresser and go to these trainings. And it's my favorite, though. I love that. I love like when I went to. I my think show, both of us have really loved being at trainings and got. I feel like I leave really inspired. That's what I need, though. I need change consistently. Mm-hmm. And when I went to the hair, um, the behind the chair show in Washington, I was so anxious and so nervous i was going there by myself like i went with kevin but like he wasn't gonna be there with me but i think that was amazing for you to do on your own i think it was like such a learning experience it was so good everyone was so sweet i made friends i was like oh people are so nice to me yeah and you're really you're really pretty yeah you know it was it was like a really good experience it was like the energy in that place was insane it was so positive they're coming to Toronto in October mm. for one day. And I so want to go because it it's very different from Fusion. The energy is completely different. Mm-hmm. Fusion is like very educative, but the energy is, it's positive, 
but the support you get from the behind the chair show, everyone there is the support is. Well, crazy. it's nice you do something different too. I feel like when you go to the same show all the time, you feel like you're not like leaving with anything. I don't want to say valuable because that's like not giving credit credit to to fusion stuff, but you're just not leaving with enough tools. Yeah. But sometimes you just need something different. Yeah. You just need that. I like, think it's great for like, if you're a new hairdresser, like you need to go to Fusion 100% because it's just, it's just really fun. It's super fun. Um, But the behind the, it's behind the chair, right? Mm-hmm. It, that's, that's an experience. It was for such everyone. an experience. I met the most talented hairdressers. Like, it was crazy. That's when, that's when I was like, you know what, that's, Hairdressers who have an ego, I don't mm. understand. Because I'm like, if Lady Gaga's freaking hairdresser of 11 years can be humble, bitch, you ain't shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But those are people I've learned to not surround myself with. I think you and I can, like, really... We just get, like, triggered when people... Like, twitch. Have, like... <laughs> I don't know. It's just, like... It's, like, an energy I can't deal with. I need I need calm energy. Yeah. I'm already, like, a crazy person. I don't need other crazy energies around me, you know? It's not even, like, a crazy energy. It's just, like, I'm not into people who have a large ego. No, I can't. I find – I just – it doesn't matter what you're doing in your career. I no. just find it ugly. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm this and I'm better than you type of attitude just doesn't – No. But, like, you can see it, though. You can tell that they're just, like, insecure on the inside. Mm. They're not actually – confident at all yeah for sure you know you know yeah going back to your (laughs) career change though you fell in love with hairdressing you're doing now for five years yeah and what's your favorite part like what made you fall in love with it more i think just finding my own technique within a trend okay has really helped me be comfortable and love what I'm doing because I stopped comparing myself. And I think I'm so happy I went into hairdressing later in a more mature state in my life because I'm a lot more comfortable. Therefore, I can be a lot more passionate. I can inspire myself. I have more confidence in myself. um, And it allows me to just be a bit more artistic. I love that. Yeah. Did you have a hard time? I have a hard time with this where like I have such a connection with my clients and I genuinely really love them and mm-hmm. I love getting to know them and I'm, I like don't really have boundaries, you know? In Do what you, sense, Tao? I say a lot. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't. Like I, this conversation that we have now People think that, like, on the podcast, they're like, oh, like, you go deep in the conversation. This is how I talk to them with my clients. Yeah. Like, I really get to know them. I, like, talk about their childhood. I talk about all this. And, like, to me, it's super normal. And I think that I'm learning to start to have boundary because I understand that it's it's a lot to talk to someone every single day, every single client. Mm-hmm. And they tell you very heavy, just heavy stuff. And it's sometimes I take it home. And I realize yeah. that not when it, like, affects me because I'm such a sensitive person Mm -hmm. do you find that you have a hard time with the whole boundary thing are you are you able to like walk out the hairdressing salon and be like yep i'm good 
I think you always carry energy or things people say with to you when you leave work. And yeah. I think that can be in any job because you're working with people. Yeah. Um, but I think I've learned if there's if there's just a conversation or an energy that's negative and it's just piling up on me, I've really learned to let it go. How? I think it's just the energy also in the salon I'm working in. Mm. My my boss is very like sage smudge, you know, like get it off of you when you leave the salon. And she's just, she's such an amazing energy that it really helps to let go when you leave work. Do you find that you you learned that when you went to, when you moved salons? And I think so, yeah, because I feel like where I was before was just like a negative atmosphere at the end of it. Yeah. And I, I don't like being in a space like that. No. No. Yeah. Just you so know. everyone knows, Tara and I used to work together at a salon. But it was really good in the beginning, though. Yeah. Like, the energy was, was amazing. Good. I think that the salon's energy changed just because mm. management, management changed, mm-hmm. right? Management wasn't there. Yeah. And so we were all kind of fending for ourselves, but, like, none of us knew how to manage a salon. So we're all trying to, like, figure and something out. And everyone's, like, trying to, like, stepping over each other. And it just didn't – there was, was, like, a didn't weird vibe. It didn't make sense. I don't think it's healthy to walk in and like constantly focus on like bitching about something. No. And like that's what was happening all the time. It was like you walk in and it's like almost like you were excited to bitch about something. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck, this is like not me, you know, and it was toxic and I I need to feel supported too. Like I feel like like your whole day is based on the way that people feel and are acting around you. Yeah. I feel like I absorb a lot already. Yeah. And it's not my responsibility to keep like a salon in a good mood. No. Just because I'm a silly person at work or like I say stupid shit that make people laugh. Like that's mm-hmm. not my responsibility though to put you in a good mood. Yeah. But when everyone's like walking around kind of like all mopey, like it yeah. brings you down, you know, you're like, I don't want to be here. Yeah. It's true. I think it was good though. Like, we all needed needed a change, mm-hmm. and I felt like for me, it I felt too comfortable, and I felt like I was. It's like not in your nature to feel comfortable too. I feel like you I like that. to be. I need to be on the edge. Yeah, I need to jump off a bridge. You know that feeling. Note to self: she won't jump off a bridge. <laughs> no, but like we're that, good. But that feeling of like. <laughs> Like you need adrenaline all the time. All the time, I need something. Like I need a, I need to be doing something at all times. I need to, like, better myself in a lot of ways. And I felt like there, I was, what's the word? Codependent. I felt like I was codependent on like you guys too much. Because mm-hmm. I started there really young. Like I started hairdressing really young, so I felt like I grew up in that salon. Yeah. And I was too codependent on you, on mm-hmm. you guys. And now, I, when I left and started renting my own chair, it made me grow a lot as a person. I've matured a lot more. Yeah. I'm a lot happier. It's good to differentiate that codependency versus someone inspiring you. Yeah. I think I thought people I thought I don't inspired. know the difference. You, they, you think you're inspired, yeah. but like... I was so codependent mm, yeah. on everyone there. Mm-hmm. Like, even the owner, even... Like all of the coworkers, like everyone, it was I didn't, I didn't see that honestly until like recently. 
until I left. I worked at the new salon for like six months, and I really realized how codependent I was, you know? Yeah, it takes self-reflection too. Like it's something that people don't want to realize also. They just like, I'm moving and... Yeah. That's good. Is it something that you do often, self-reflect a lot? I think so. Yeah? Yeah. I think I'm good at at like realizing how I'm feeling. You're really good at... I feel like you're really good at um, communicating. Mm. And you're good at just coping with shit that you're you're going through. Yeah. It's so funny because Vanessa and I were talking about this last night like just our childhood Mm -hmm. and the way that we deal with emotions is very much well it very much comes from when we were younger because I think I was always the stable one at home okay so you learn to deal with a lot in that sense okay you learn to manage your emotions you learn to because you're managing other people's emotions too. You want to make sure everyone else is okay. So you're kind of, there's like a cycle. Not to say that that's healthy. No. But, <laughs> but it's probably because you're just like a very caring person in general. Yeah. You, you want to make sure everyone's okay in your family. But you're. I'm also able to take care of myself. Do you think that you learned that from your mom or from your dad? I feel like your mom is very... I don't even know how to answer that. I don't know. No? I feel like your mom's. My parents really are really different. They're very. If different. you look at them now, you'd be like, "You were never married. You did not procreate. You were never in love. You know, like yeah. intimately in love." Yeah, I don't see it, but it's okay. Like they're but maybe, cute, but but maybe that's that's what they wanted at that time. Something really different. It makes you grow a lot because I feel like Kevin and I are really different. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, do you think that you um learned that from your dad or your mom or you think that what were we talking about again learn what do you even know (laughs) stabilizing like emotions and Um, how to like cope with yourself how to basically self-reflect and go through your emotions and be like okay i'm feeling this this is temporary and it's okay you know i don't know girl that's a deep is this something you've always had because i feel like i'm for me i'm i'm learning that now but I'm also like my growth, my self growth, my self reflection only happened recently. I found yeah, because I it was mostly honestly when I started going therapy, mm-hmm. which I think is really important for people. Yeah, it's amazing. Like I, it, it's like putting a mirror in front of your face, and it's hard therapy. You know. Mm-hmm. What do you think you learned a lot from your dad compared to your mom? Like as a person, you got what did you get from your dad and what did you get from your mom personality-wise? I feel like you got – I feel like you're very similar to your mom. Okay, but my mom wise. is like, that was Mike Kieran right there. Does she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like she'll tell me like that was your father. What – what then what What do you see in your personality that's more like that? <laughs> I, I guess like – I mean – Savage? Yeah. Yeah, like I – my dad <laughs> will just say it how it is, you know? Like, yeah. But he's also very smart. Like he'll – He'll call you out, but it's for a good, like, educated reason behind it. But he's, yeah, he's savage. He's, he's Irish. Yeah. So. It's his face, you know? He says but, it, and it's, like, so, it's a straight face, and you're like, I don't. But he's also, like, a super goofy person and, is. like, very inappropriate. Yeah, and that's you. So, I don't know. I think I'm very much, like, a mix of, like, both both sides i would say yeah 
What do you think in your personality is your mom? Well, anyone says like, if they meet my mom and I separately, they're like, oh my God, you guys talk the same. You have the same personality, the it's way the that manner. you express yourself. Mm-hmm. It's like, we, we sound the same. A little bit, yeah. We walk the same. Like, it's very, I think we're very like physically and sense of humor wise the same people. But I definitely get like a, there's a strong part of my brain that's my dad. I wish I got his like math side because he's like real smart, but that didn't happen. It's okay. You're the creative side. Yeah. More on the creative side. And you're doing amazing. Yeah. You know? I don't know. People are probably surprised when I'm like, I don't know, if like shy on stage or on camera or. I think because you're so like outgoing. Yeah. And then I'm like, don't look at me. Don't take my picture. (laughs) (laughs) Don't look at me. Don't take my picture. Get awkward. You're like, you're, you're low key shy though. Yeah. Do you think you're an introvert or an outrovert? Extrovert? Extrovert. Right? <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> Just let it happen. Uh, Do I probably extrovert? <laughs> I think so. Do you find you get energy from being around other people or energy from within? That's kind of like... I think it's difference. both because honestly, there's sometimes during the day that I have like a burst of energy and like I can't control my myself it's like at like three o'clock in the afternoon i turn into a mess at work like i don't know and then at five you're normal and your energy goes down a little yeah and i'm like i'm tired i need to go home and like somehow i go work out i don't know how that happens but you know but i feel like for you working out is very um it's a stress reliever a hundred percent a hundred percent you like work out your frustrations a lot yeah, and it's a time that I have with my mom, too. Mm-hmm. I think it's important, like, during the week to have those moments. Just so everyone knows, her mom is a... Coach. CrossFit coach. CrossFit coach. Yeah. At... Reebok, YUL. In the West Island. Yeah. Brunswick. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool, though. You could, Like, it's it's cool to see you work with your mom and, like, she teach you and... She's probably so proud of being like from She's where really you... cute. And like my brother just started the gym too. I love that. He's never worked out ever. And it's just like cute to see her post pictures and like have that moment with him too. Because She's I... so proud. It's so cute. And like I know like he wanted more quality time with her. And I okay. think it's so cute to have that. And the support system. Like, like the YUL gym in general, like everyone is so amazing and supportive and it's a little community. We have so much fun when we're there. Like I run around and like do like gymnastics and like cartwheels with my little gay friend Roy. Like I can't love him, you know? Yeah. But I feel like CrossFit, it's very intense. It's like... It's as intense as you want it to be. It looks like... It would make me vomit. No. You know? No, no. I feel like lifting all that weight is just a lot. You have to start slow, though. It's not... You're not, like, whipping 85 pounds over your head, like, your first day. That's not a thing. You know? I feel like you did that, no? No. I start When I started, I couldn't even do a push-up. I'm not even kidding. I can't do a push-up. And my mom made me do, like, half of the workout and stop. And I was, like, sick. And then I was super sore the next day. From doing nothing. <laughs> I get sore doing nothing too. What's your favorite childhood memory? Mm. 
You can come up with three if you can't think of one. Three? Yeah. I would say, I mean, my mom has worked in a gym her whole life. So there used to be a gym called Fitness Today. And I spent a lot of my childhood there. So I would have to say like that environment being there. Is that um, why you love the Reebok while you all so much? Because it kind of reminds you of the time when you were younger being at... Yeah, it's just like fun. Yeah. I remember like I was there with my brother and my mom. It, it was just like a part of my childhood. So I would definitely say that. And um, another like... I'm thinking like early. You're talking about like early childhood. Any any part or of like childhood. any part of childhood. That like what does that go to? Any, anywhere you want to. Because I'm going to. just like young, but I don't sure. know if we're talking about like teenage years you too. You think about teenage years too. I'm just gonna stick with the young shit. Okay. And then we can move on if right. we need to, like right. stages, like okay. decades. All right. Let's do it. Let's do one childhood memory. <laughs> Let's go into your teenage years. What's your favorite teenage year memory? This is really difficult. I haven't thought about these things. I think when you look back, sometimes you like think too much of like the 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 big things, the traumatizing things. Yeah, and you don't think about the. Positive. I'm almost like thinking about like the small ones too. Like I used to go for walks with my dad a lot, and we'd pick up feathers. Like I just remember that, and That's we'd so keep cute. them. Like we'd keep a whole bunch of little feathers. Um. And then I was oh, I, when I was a kid, I was always at the pool, so I have like so many memories that are positive there. Just like being with my family, I think that. I had such, like, a stable childhood and, like, really positive and supportive. Yeah. So, I mean, those things stick with you throughout your life, I think. Yeah. Like, those little, like, those little moments with your dad, especially when you're a girl, I think are important. I think so. I think any moment with your parents when you're younger, you need that. Yeah. You need that relationship, you know? 100%. They, they instill in you a lot of, just a lot of shit. Yeah. That makes you who you are today. Mm-hmm. So looking into your 20s, what's your favorite memory of your early 20s then? Oh my god. Do you still think that like it's like family early... related or is it more like friends No, related? probably more friend related. Yeah. Like my 20s, that's when I got like really close with Vanessa. Mm-hmm. She's like my Beesh. everything in my life. Yeah. We've been through a lot together. Yeah. Did you guys meet when you were around that age? When we you met at Zara. Zara? So I was new. And intimidated because I had no fucking idea what I was doing. And the manager was just like, go get all this stuff on the paper in the back stock. And I was like, but I don't I don't know where anything is. <laughs> so I walked in the back and I was like, whatever. And Vanessa was on a ladder with like the shelves that had fallen in the back. Like all of these clothes were all over the place. She was swearing. She's like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> Because she was like a master in the stock room, okay? But there was two shelves. Everything fell in the back. Like, there was shirts and t-shirts everywhere. And I was like, can you help me? <laughs> and she was like, you need to give me a second. And I was like, okay. And I, I don't even remember what happened after that. Like, it was just, she was like so angry. And then I was really intimidated. But then, I don't know. We just got like really close. When did you Like, guys, just like, from like wor- working together. When did you know that you're like, this is my best friend? This moment. So weird. Okay, so one of my, like, exes, we broke up. And for some reason, like, I called Vanessa. And she was with her best friend at the time. And she was like, I need to drive you home. 
I need to go. See, I need to go see Tara. She's not not good. <laughs> just freaking out. Just like fuck off. Get out of the car and go home. <laughs> and she ended up coming to see me, and we sat in my car. And this is when I was smoking. I think I smoked like a whole pack of cigarettes and like poisoned her because she doesn't smoke. Oh yeah, you used to smoke too. Yeah, we just smoker. like yeah, we just like sat in my car in my driveway talking about the breakup, and I was like. She literally dropped everything to just come make sure that I was okay. And, like, we spent the night in my car. That's so cute. Yeah. So that's when I knew, like, we – she my rat dad bitch. She. She the one. She the one. From day one. I would have married her if Derek didn't propose. I mean, I agree. Right? She's, she's – something. She's, she's also, like, Betty Crocker in the kitchen. I love that. Right? She's a beautiful person. Yeah, you knew what you – you knew that Vanessa was your best friend – in that moment. Yeah. And you guys just kind of have gone together. Yeah. What's your A lot. Favorite, what, what's your favorite about Vanessa? Um, she's very giving. It's not just like, not in a... F- <laughs> Tell you fucking gross. <laughs> I can't even explain what action you just did. <laughs> I'm not even going there. That was way... You love it. Not PG-13. It's okay. Um... No, it's not giving in like a materialistic way. She's just giving like emotionally up for anything. And we've just like been through a lot together. It's just there's always a support. Yeah. I think that's important in your friends, in your best friends. I'm not a a type of person who's ever had a big group of girlfriends. I didn't. I got along way better with guys growing up. Mm. Why do you think? I I just like I just feel like the conversation with with guys are just so much more chill. I don't know. And like girls growing up were just super bitchy and like talking about shit I don't care about. <laughs> like I don't you you said something stupid, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> like I'll call you the other out. way. So yeah, back to Vanessa. Vanessa. I think it's important to have a strong woman figure in your life that you're on equal grounds that support you it's important because a lot of girls get discouraged and especially in your early 20s you're like figuring out who you are yeah for sure and then it's like, like a hard time mm-hmm. you yeah. need people that like know you and support you and don't make you feel judged insecure judged or fat or not botoxed enough or like your hair looks stupid or you should do your nails this way like i don't yeah. have that with my friends it's yeah. not a thing yeah you know I but agree. a lot of women are like that it's sad though it's like they're they make their insecurities they project too them big. on like other people. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You can you can definitely see that in a lot of like friendships of women. Mm-hmm. You know, especially when you're so young. We saw it yesterday, okay? We go out for dinner at Beatrice downtown. It was our other best friend Sabrina's birthday. Mm-hmm. There's this <laughs> group of girls that I don't know how long it took you to get ready and like snatch your ponytail and put all your extensions in your hair and paint your face on and put on a dress that you're going to bend over and like your pussy's going to show. But it's like the whole night they're not interacting with each other. They're just taking photos and yeah. Instagram and look how much fun we're having. But like I'm, you're not having fun. I can see it happening right now. But you're projecting on Instagram that this is like – the best night of your life but really like everyone around you is just looking at you and you should be like embarrassed because you're just trying to post everything on instagram 
Yeah, I think people live too much on Instagram. It, it's just like, why can't you just have dinner with your friends and have a good time? But then it's when you know that, like, the friends that they're having dinner with isn't... It's, it's fake like for a it's show. Not, it's, yeah, it's fake. It's not real. It's not genuine. Yeah. The, the love isn't genuine, you know? Like, when you're having dinner with Sabrina and Vanessa, you're having real conversations. You're, you're like, catching up. You yeah, know like, that's other. the time where, like, I... I mean, a lot of people say, like, I'm on my phone a lot, but when I'm out for dinner with them two, it's... I'm not posting. I'm not on my phone. We're just hanging out. We're talking. And it's like you look around and everyone's so in their little bubble. Yeah. It's, it's a little depressing. Yeah. And I'm not shaming. Like, listen, if you want to, like, get dressed up like crazy and, like, go for dinner, do it. But I'm saying, like, enjoy your moment with your friends. Yeah. You don't have to post about it so that everyone else sees that you're having a good time. Like, it's fine. Yeah. You can have a good time without people knowing. Mm-hmm. You can experience things without people knowing you you did that, you know? Yeah, but it's like an attention thing, I think. Yeah. It's a problem. Mm-hmm. Do you find that when you grew up in your 20s and you didn't have, like, the whole Instagram thing, did you think it was easier I am then? so happy that yeah. that wasn't a thing because... Mm-hmm. The pressure's there. Like, I see it in, like, a lot of teenagers, too, for girls. The pressure to look a certain way mm. and, like... I didn't, uh, know. We just didn't have that. We didn't have Instagram. We didn't have... Just, like, makes me feel old, too, because I'm like, what? Do you have Facebook then? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had Facebook. But you'd post just, like... Stupid. Like, like just random (laughs) stupid stuff and be, like, checking into a restaurant with, like, no picture, you know? Like, it's just... (laughs) Simpler times. (laughs) I'm missing, like, the... What's it called? The camera that you just, the disposable camera where oh, you yeah. like don't know what your pictures look yeah. like. like I kind of want to bring that back. I have one. And then like you bring it to Jankutsu and you like have to wait a week to get your pictures. Oh, okay, no. And I then they the, call you. <laughs> I have the Instax or whatever. Okay. The one that like prints out when you take the picture. Oh. You can't see yourself. Oh, that's cool though. It's, it's still the same cute. concept. You just get it faster. Yeah. It's super cute. It feels like, like vintagey because it's in right now. Yeah. I remember going out with like a digital camera. Like how dead is that? This I'd be like, guys, picture. At the club. And like take my Dear digital Kiri. camera. Like, yeah, yeah. But that was a thing. Oh my God. Because like I don't have a camera on my phone and that just makes me feel like super old. I didn't I didn't have that. Like you had your little like, what was that? Like the flip, the razor flip phone. Oh my God. What was that called? I don't remember. Just a razor? Yeah. yeah. You had to, like, text and, like, touch, like, three buttons to get, like, one letter. I had that. My first phone was a flip phone. So good. My first phone was, it was, like, a little, like, blue, like, egg-looking thing. I don't remember what it was called, though. It was a flip phone, too? No, it was just, like, a blue With the little screen, egg. And then but I said, like... Google it. Get on it. <laughs> like, the one where you, like... Slide no, you didn't slide anything. That not that this was like a. It was dead. It's okay. But and then I got a razor and I was like, oh my god, so cool. <laughs> Do you really think? <laughs> oh my god, look at my flip phone. I love it. Mm-hmm. And then I had a BlackBerry. I miss my BlackBerry. I really like the buttons yeah. that you can like hear but it. People still have it now. It's still popular now. I'm into I, find. It. I know. I know that iPhone's like the most popular. Mm. 
It's really expensive, though. Yep. Ain't, ain't nobody got money for that. It's like $2,000. I don't oh. even know which one this is. This is like a old iPhone. Oh. Where I'm not cool anymore. in your 20s that you found yourself? Like, in your early 20s, you're like, this is... You started growing as a person. You're 19. Your parents had just separated. You went through a phase of, like, mm. alcohol and drugs. Where do you think that you had kind of came down from that and figured out, like, this is who I am? This is... I I think it was just, like, a sense of self. Like, I was like, I'm over it. I get over things really quickly. Like, I'll go through a little phase. I'm like, oh, okay, like, I'll, like, try this. But then I'm like, I'm over it. Like, I don't have, like, an addictive personality. And I kind of just, like, find myself again. I'm like, okay, that was fun. Bye. Oh, that's really interesting. Like, I, yeah. Like, when you went through, like, your alcohol and drug phase, you were just, like, you did a little bit, and you're like, yeah, no, I'm over it. I'm yeah. Good. Like, I, I've i done that with men, too. Stop like, it. I'm seeing you, and then I'll be like, oh, I'm really over it. Like, bye. <laughs> Get off of me. I'm good. Yeah. Well, I mean, not, like, in that moment, but, <laughs> like, I could just, like, stop talking to people. Just, like, cut them off. Like, yeah. bye. Mm. So cutthroat. But just, I don't time. Yeah. I, <laughs> I get don't. it. I get it. I'm surprised. That's kind of cool that you don't have addictive personality. I feel like I have a bit of addictive personality. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like very... It's good to be like aware of it though. I I'm... think a lot of people are like, I'm not... I'm not addicted to anything. Meanwhile, no. like you shooting heroin. Oh girl. Like when I first started smoking marijuana, I was like... I would never say it was... I wouldn't say it to people that I was addicted, but like looking back and now where I have a healthier relationship with it and I have... Mm-hmm. I guess do it once in a while for fun. When I feel like it, I got like, de- not addicted, but I've got dependent on it. Okay. You but know? you were aware. Yeah. Well, now, mm. but like not then, not, not the time when I was like 20, you know? Yeah. But like when you're 20, it's like, I don't even know. It's a weird time. Yeah. It's a weird, like. You almost feel like you have to be older and more mature all of a sudden, but you're not. I'm not. You're st- I'm still not. What are you talking about? Like 19 to 20, like what What has changed? Not much. You know? No. Things happen later. Yeah. I was just lucky that I had, like Nick is very structured and he's very driven. So I was lucky that I had him, like I was 23. I hadn't saved up any money from working at Zara and he's very structured in the sense like we need to save money, we need to do this and... He went out west to work so he could save money to open up his business. Like, who does that at his age, you know? So I was lucky to have that in the sense that I feel like if I didn't, maybe I wouldn't have had my condo and all of these things right now. Like, you need someone in your life to, like... Inspire you. Yeah. He inspires you to, like, go for it. Oh, Niklaus. We love Niklaus. We love him. It's good, though. That's I feel like you need that. I need... You think that you need someone in... A relationship where someone's pushing you and challenging you. Well, yeah, because I can be, like, all over the place and be like, oh, whatever, like, I'm fucking spending all my money, like, and he's like, calm down. And I'm like, okay. Oh, like the Christmas party, the balloons. And oh, we can't re- talk about that. He was so... Tara has a annual Christmas party, and she bought some beautiful custom balloons that were how much? I think it was, like, 180 for two. $108 for two balloons, and... Her partner, Niklaus, had a mental breakdown. Yeah. He's like, you only got 
two <laughs> for $180. I was like, just give me the cash. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Go get a smoke. Oh, yeah. We, like, did not talk the whole next day. He was so mad. The next day, too? Yeah, yeah. He was just, like, upset. He was, like, it was, like, festering inside of him. Like, he was... I had to, like, move the balloons into the spare bedroom and, like, close the door. He was, like, so mad. He so didn't he even, like, see. look at them. <laughs> he was like, why have I spent this fucking money? <laughs> I was like, I can't. He, it's okay. He's, like, he's very frugal. And, you he know, is. He is. It's a good thing. It's a very good thing because you're not. So it balances yeah, out. Yeah, not at all. No, me neither. Kevin is and yeah. I'm not at all either. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, yeah, let's spend $100 on dinner. Live my best life. Yes, yeah. Let's o- order more oysters. <laughs> and, and Kevin's he's like, like, I think we've had it now. I think you're good. I think we should leave now. Yeah. And this is the reason why Kevin and I don't have dinner for like hours on end because I will keep ordering food. But like, like, where do you put it? My stomach? (laughs) What do you mean? What do you mean? I put it in my stomach. (laughs) I have a never ending stomach and I can just eat all the time. You know? For those of you who don't know, Tao is like a very petite human. So I don't get it. I'm five foot nothing, but I eat more than Kevin. Listen, I always hashtag have. metabolism. Love that life. I mean, I don't have a high metabolism. I feel. Well, for the amount you eat, you're not like a whale, so I think you're fine. <laughs> I think it's also because when I work, I don't eat. That's not. That's a whole other podcast. What's wrong with you? Hairdressers out there, please, somewhat. We should all be healthy. Okay, I get the whole like I don't I don't eat at work, but if I don't, I'm not okay. Yeah, like not. I find time to eat. Like I bring my food to work. I bring snacks. I if I know it's going to be a busy day, like I have shit on hand to throw in my mouth, even if it's nuts. She did that. <laughs> you know yeah i don't know i feel like it it happened it's a habit now like i don't i don't always get hungry at work Mm. but uber eats now at work sometimes so you're spending more money (laughs) yeah okay it's so bad this is a vicious circle it's yeah yeah i love uber eats Mm. uber eats to the condo all the time it's amazing do you cook no oh I got an eye roll, ladies and gentlemen. I don't cook. Someone needs to take these chocolates away from me. Kevin is the cook. I'm the sous chef. I like chop things up. Hmm. I'm the chopper. I'm not. I'm not a big fan of cooking though. I wish people saw your hand movements while you were doing that. The chopper. Hmm. Yeah. Karate chopping in the air. Hmm. I feel like you're the cooker. Hmm. I feel like Nick is not. He is. Is he? Mm-hmm. I feel like, I, I don't know, maybe I thought he wouldn't have the patience to want to cook. He doesn't have the patience in the summer because he's really busy. Right. But all winter, he he was like freaking me out because he was making a lot of food. He was doing chili. He was doing um, chicken. He would come, I would come home and he's like cutting a filet mignon with like roasted asparagus and sweet potato that he put maple syrup in and... I was like, well, this is attractive. That's really cute. It's nice to come home at the end of a long day because he doesn't work as much in the winter. Yeah. It's attractive for your significant other to take the time that when you get home from a long day, there's yeah. a glass of wine and dinner made. It's it, just nice. It's nice. And you mm-hmm. need that glass of wine. Yeah. You need it. I always need a glass of wine. It's like 
You love when the wine touches your lips. I do. You like After it. a long day, you need that. Yeah. It's like your your thing every day. Yeah. Maybe not every day. Okay, whoa. whoa. Almost. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay to admit it. Hey. You only, you, it's not like you have like fucking five, you know, bottles of wine. You just have like a glass or two. Yeah, no, it's nice. I enjoyed it like with dinner. And it's your like winding down. And it's mm-hmm. like very part of like the French culture. Like they have always have like wine with their dinner. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's just, I mean, obviously people can overdo it, but I think enjoying a glass of wine at dinner is like really relaxing. It's good to wind out at, mm-hmm. at the end of your crazy day. Or we have a gin tonic, which we've been really into lately. Nick is obsessed with... He likes his gin. He, like, came over and was showing Kevin, like... But he doesn't drink a lot. Try this gin. <laughs> they were very excited That's really to talk funny. about gin. Such a weirdo. They're both weirdos. Mm. But you love it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You're so funny. Do you want to eat more? No. <laughs> People are going to make fun of my chewing. You're the one who's eating it, putting it in your mouth. And you're hungry. Tara's hungry. I am. Yeah. I even had pancakes this morning. Homemade pancakes. Yeah. By Vanessa. Mm. Yeah. What's your goal now? Now that you're getting older, going into... How old are you? I don't even know. (gasps) Going into your 30s? I don't know. Going into my 30s, I wish, Tao. I'll be 33 this year. Oh, damn. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) <laughs> no i'm kidding don't cry <laughs> honestly i like when i turned 30 i was in such a nice place in my life that i didn't even i didn't even care i was like excited yeah so you guys had like a cute little girls weekend i remember you guys went to like my friends are so cute yeah they like planned the whole weekend though. yeah i remember that it was really nice it was in saint Bruno. no that was for was it saint Bruno? i was in my 20s for that that was actually really cute too we had like the most beautiful airbnb that I don't think is available anymore, so I can't reference you guys anything. But um, for my 30th, we went downtown. We had a nice dinner at Jellyfish. Mm. Yeah, but my, I don't know, my 30s have been great. I'm. Do you feel like I you're kind of into, this is who I am, this is who I am as a person? Yeah. You don't question? I don't think so. I think I'm just, like, excited for the years to come. Like, mm-hmm. I know, like, like, me and my friends are getting older. We're probably starting to think about kids. Mm. We want to kind of, like, expand on our families. And I don't do know. Everything's just really good at work. Do you want to have kids? Yeah. Yeah. How many kids Eventually. do you want? Eventually. Listen, we'll, we'll start with one and see if we can just... Handle the one. <laughs> deal with that. You know? Is it changes a lot. wanted to? Yeah. How old is he now? 28? He's not even 30 yet. Like, how fucking dead is that? It's Okay. Like, I can never say, like, you're old. I'm always going to do that. Yeah, but he looks old. He does. So it's fine. But he hot. <laughs> he is. He's a very good looking man. Mm-hmm. But he he looks old. Don't. Nick, don't listen to them. So does Kevin. It's okay. Yeah. They just, like, don't have... But they're also men. They don't take care of their skin like we do. Yeah. We, we like... I think I've been pushing Nick to wear sunscreen in the summer, and it He never does it. Happen. And his skin ages from the mm. sun. He's outside like ten hours a day. Yeah. When you're landscaping, that's gonna age your skin a lot. Mm-hmm. You know. What else is your goal now? You want to have kids? 
you're in a good place in your career. It's not like, like having kids is not my goal right now. I would say okay. like definitely in the future. Um, but no, like my like my goal career wise right now is just like taking more trainings, keeping myself inspired. I'm very self aware of like what I need to continue and For get yourself. better. <clears throat> um, but my boss is also like super supportive with that. Like we're going to Vegas for a Kevin Murphy training in October. Ooh. So that's going to be really cool. Um, it's, I just enjoy those like experiences. So I just want to focus on bettering myself at work, doing things that can help me. And do you have someone that inspires you that you look up to like a mentor in that sense? I wouldn't say it's necessarily like a specific person I think that a lot of a lot of people that I follow on Instagram in the hair industry are very inspiring and I I'm really appreciative of people like posting their work and their technique and their color or their formulas. I think it's like really cool that everyone's sharing right now yeah. and like appreciating everyone. There's no shame, there's no, no <clears throat> um like, I feel like the bitchiness is kind of going away. I feel like if you're a yeah. bitchy hairdresser, you're not going anywhere right now. No. Well, I feel like our industry is a lot more supportive now, too. Yeah, I'm really enjoying, like, the support and everything that's happening. Like, everyone's liking each other's stuff. It's not coming from, like, a fake or malicious no energy. It's just everyone's really supportive. Yeah. So I'm enjoying that. And I, I like to get inspiration from people on Instagram. I love that. Yeah. What's the training that you're going to be going to for Kevin Murphy? What's that? To be for? honest, I don't even I don't even know. I know it's a person. Don't remember their name. Sorry. Not my fault. But Tamara was just like we're going to a training in October and I was like I'm coming. They don't even know what ho- hotel it's at yet. We just got like the Oh, okay, cuz it's so far away. They probably haven't finished planning yeah. everything. So It's hard though. It's hard to plan the whole like hall and um I can know with Fusion, it's only been recent that we know what, like, the theme party is. Mm. We were on the cover of that, did you see? Or, yeah. like, some flyer? Yeah. I, I was on who sent it to you. It was you or Nick? I don't even remember. It was Nick. No, yeah. I had it on my story. Okay. Pardon. That was super cute. It was. I loved it. You yeah. even saw, like, part of my head. I don't know why. Really? Yeah. Oh, it was just, like, the side of you? Yeah. I was like, stupid. You're like, <laughs> I'm still on the My picture. moment. Where's yeah. my moment? <laughs> it's fine. I don't care. Sorry. Yeah. It was fun. It was like really good experience vision though. Yeah. No, for sure. It's just like a lot being in one room all together. Mess. I feel like none of you guys were morning people. Like, again, goes back to like I feed off other people's energies. So if people are being bitchy in the morning, like I'm, it irritates me. I was, I'm such a morning person. I wake up and I'm like ready. I yeah. Don't, like I'm super chill. I'm not a morning person, but if I if I wake up and have a coffee, like I'm fine. You're not. I just good need to like before coffee though. <laughs> I just need to like have a coffee. And like moment. I was fine this morning. She nodded. She nodded. Thank you for coming. I love you. I appreciate you. You're so cute. And I'm excited to see where your career goes. Yeah, it is exciting. Yeah, I think, I think I think you'll definitely do more. Yeah, I'm interested to see like what direct. I haven't got like a sign in like the direction where you where you wanted to go. You know, mm-hmm. I just everything fell into place with being at Revolution, so mm-hmm. I'm so thankful for that. 
like everything that was happening at the salon, like Tamara messaged me. I was leaving for Toronto with Abby and Kira. Yeah. And we kind of spoke about it while we were away. And after I had coffee with Tamara, I was like, I I need to do this, you know? She's so chill. She's really She's sweet. so chill and so supportive. So being in a good place, it's just nice to see, like, the next step, like, what's going to happen. And I think yeah. she's so inspired, too, for the yeah. year. Yeah. So I think a lot of changes are going to happen, but for the good of the team, you know? I think so. I think I oh, – that's the one thing I really love. I love change. Mm-hmm. I'm always, like, ready for it. Yeah. I always want to do – something different and I like I'm so glad that I have a lot of friends in the industry Mm because you guys all inspire me yeah and we can all get together and like just talk and do stuff like oh I learned this and we're like what are you guys like up to and I'm Mm -hmm. you know like it's fun because everyone learns completely different like if we go to training you're gonna pick up different things than I do yeah right we're well because everyone absorbs things differently right so So it's cool that we can all talk and be like oh Mm -hmm. like I I did this and like you know, send each other videos like, this is cool, what do you think? And like, you know, that video where, where I had sent you guys, it was like this um, paddle thing and like, it heats up when you balayage hair. Oh yeah, that was crazy. It was weird. But yeah, um, I'm excited for your future. I'm excited we're going to go and I'm excited for you to have kids. I'm excited for your future. 